Hello and welcome back to Pinky and the Wild Wanderer. My name is Katie, aka the Wild Wanderer. I do realize that I missed last week. And you know what? Sometimes things just cannot be helped. They just cannot. I was out of town for the weekend. I drove to Manaqua with my friend Jamie in a snowstorm. You guys, I was not really thinking that there was going to be a snowstorm because the weathermen, well, I feel like they're right maybe 20% of the time. So I'm like, whatever. And we had decided that we were going to leave early because schools were canceled. And I was like, yep, let's do it. And then I woke up on Friday morning and it was white. The world was covered in white. And I was like, okay. I laughed. I laughed. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not leaving right away in the morning. And I messaged my friend and I was like, um, so this is hilarious. I think we should just see how things go. Let me see if I can get from my house to your house without any issues. And then from there, we'll decide whether we're going to go up or if I just sleep over and we leave in the morning. So I left and you guys, my car is a beast. It is a beast. It is four wheel drive, which I did not even realize when I bought it. And I had no issues. When I say that we got dumped on snow, we got like 12 inches, 12 inches. And I was like, okay, we're just going to do it. And it really was not as terrible as I was anticipating. I made it to her house in an hour, which is like 15 minutes more than it would normally take on an on a regular day. So I got to her house and I was like, roads are fine. Freeway is clear and we should go. So we drove up to Manaqua. A four-hour trip took us seven hours, but we made it there in one piece. There were no slides, slips, nothing. And I just was really happy that we went because then we had two full days to enjoy the cabin that we were at, the people that we were with, just a really awesome experience. And I literally had zero negative feelings about it the entire time. And I am somebody who like really leans into the feelings. And I was like, you know what? I am divinely guided and protected. I really feel like we're going to be fine. And if at any point in time things do get a little treacherous, I know how to pull over and get a hotel at any point in time. And that was our motto the whole time. And we made it and it was wonderful. So I was gone for a weekend, didn't get back until a Monday. Then because I like to record at the yoga studio, that's where I am right now, where I teach. Um, it's quiet. I know I'm not going to be bothered. I know nobody else is around me. I did not have yoga that Wednesday. Um, then Thursday, I have yoga. And it just did not work out that I had an opportunity to record. So I was like, you know what? It's just going to have to wait until I find the opportunity. Then on Saturday, you guys, I was taking my friend, his name is Lyndon, to the Monster Truck Show. And 30 minutes before he arrived at my house, I 
twisted my ankle. Now, some of you know, some of you don't know that two years ago on January 1st, I fractured my right ankle by slipping on the ice. Now, I twisted my left ankle. I believe it's because I did not lace my boots out when I went out to the car to grab my tie energy mat out of the back seat. And it was like instant pain. I was like, oh my gosh, there were some naughty words that came out of my mouth. I did a lot of breathing and I was like, this cannot be happening. Like I have to go downtown, deal with parking, deal with walking to the venue, getting to our seats, all with a five-year-old. Okay. It was just me and him. We were on a date and I was like, this cannot be. So my mom who watched it happen, she was there when I snapped my ankle too. I was like, I did not hear any snaps. I said, I think I can make it. She said, you better like get a brace or something for your ankle. I said, I'm going to go put my compression, compression thing on that I have. And she's like, I think you should like get a boot. So I was like, okay. I can do that. I saved my boot from when I broke my right fibula. And I was like, okay, let me stick an ice pack in there. Let me put this boot on, which thank goodness I kept, but never, ever wanted to wear ever again. But it's a good thing I kept it because when you twist or roll or hurt your ankle, a boot is a godsend. You can do all kinds of things in a boot and it's like a pain-free option. So I shoved an ice pack in there, wrote, and it's my left foot so I could still drive, drove downtown. Once I got to the parking structure, took my ice pack out because it was no longer cold. And me and Lyndon just booked it into the venue. And I just want to let you know, guys, that if I did not have that boot, there was no way like that was going to happen. So we go to the monster truck show. It is wonderful. I get home and I'm like, okay, well, I know the drill, right? Because if you don't honor your injury, it's just going to prolong the injury. So I was supposed to work on the bus on Sunday. I was able to teach yoga on Sunday Okay, because I could bear weight on my ankle. What I could not do was I could not flex it. I could not go side to side with it. None of that. It was one movement. I could bear weight, slow moving. And I was like, okay, this is not as bad as it could be. That is for sure. But it still needs to be honored. So I taught yoga. I had a Reiki session, went home, iced my ankle, elevated it, did all the things I'm supposed to do. Then I taught yoga again at night, threw an ice pack in my boot, came to the yoga studio. I had another Reiki appointment and then went home and Monday came around. I was able to teach yoga. I taught yoga again, honoring my body. First thing I tell all my students when they come in the classes, there is no ego inside of this room. So you are going to honor your body where it is at. So as the instructor, I had to honor my body and where it was at. And it also gave me an opportunity to practice teaching yoga without practicing at the same time, which you would think might be easy, but it's not as easy as you think it is. But I did have an opportunity. So I'm thankful for that. Then I was supposed to 
meet my dad to go buy some boards for some window boxes that I'm going to make for the bus. But I was like, you know what? I texted him and I said, I think it is best if I just keep resting my ankle because if I don't honor that it is hurt and rest, ice, compress, and elevate, it's just going to prolong the injury. So I sent that text message. He sent me a text message back. He said, I grabbed you three or four boards from Home Depot when I was there earlier. I was like, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And then I literally rested the rest of the day. What did I do while I was resting? Because when I broke my ankle, I literally could not do anything. I couldn't go anywhere. I was on the couch for seven weeks, like minimal movement. And I was going crazy out of my mind. Well, this time I'm like, okay, Katie, but if you don't honor the rest, if you don't make time for your body, your body is going to make time for you. So I leaned in, right? I watched salt burn because everybody was talking about salt burn. It's on Amazon. If you haven't seen it, it's interesting to say the least. Very interesting, a little psychopathic, but whatever. Then I watched Daisy Jones and the Six. And when I tell you that I became obsessed with Daisy Jones and the Six, I became obsessed. I've probably watched the series four times because, hey, I'm leaning into the rest, right? Tuesday, woke up, didn't have to do anything, parked myself in the recliner, foot up on the cushions, resting my ankle, icing my ankle, leaning into the rest, Wednesday came around, my morning yoga class got canceled because freezing weather, fog, icy roads. I have a 5.15 in the morning class and I was like, maybe we should be safe, not sorry. So I've just been leaning into the rest and when I tell you that my ankle is definitely, definitely responding to the rest, it's really responding to the rest. So today I taught class. I had a women's circle after class and it was starting to bother me. I was like, okay, we need to honor, go back to the house, rest, ice and elevate. I'm hoping that because I'm doing such a good job of honoring my body that I will be able to stand for prolonged periods of time this weekend so that I can get some stuff done because it's important to get stuff done because you guys, I accepted a position in Alaska starting on June 1st, which means the bus has to be complete or complete enough to leave on May 1st. So, I accepted the job last week. Um, The message was waiting for me in my inbox on Monday when I got back from up north. And I was, I didn't want to check my email at all on Monday. So I got the email on Tuesday and it's like, hmm, why didn't you want to check your email right away? Well, there's like, there's all kinds of feelings that just are involved with making these big changes And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I let other people's thoughts, opinions um, get into my head, which make me sway my decision. So I was like, let me just sit with this for a little bit. How do I really feel about Alaska? And it was so funny because when I was up north, 
one of the women who was at the cabin, her name is Danielle, she had this pair of socks that had eagles on them that said Alaska. And she goes, do you want these? Um, I'm just not really digging them. And I was like, yeah, I do want those. Sure do. So like, I had somebody give me socks that say Alaska on them that have bald eagles all over them. We saw a bald eagle as we were driving home. And I just really have a good feeling about Alaska. And now that I'm telling people about Alaska, I have people who are saying, and even my dad said it, you're driving the bus to Alaska? Which just really makes me think in my head, do we not understand that I'm going to, like, I sold all my stuff, I sold my house, I bought a bus under the, you know, idea that I'm going to live in this bus and I'm going to travel the United States in this bus. Why would I not take the bus to Alaska? And my dad said, well, you better have a big checkbook. I said, here's the thing. If the bus is going to break, the bus is going to break. Like, I don't know that, one, we need to say any types of comments like that because I'm divinely guided and protected, and I 100% believe that I will make it to Alaska with zero issues. However, if something's going to happen to me in the bus, it's already destined to happen, which means... It could happen 20 miles away from my house, or it could happen 2,000 miles away from my house. But either way, it's going to have to be dealt with, and I cannot let the possibility of something go wrong affect my journey. I just cannot. Because if something's going to happen, it's going to happen, and I will deal with it when and if it happens. So... I just need people to stop putting that energy on me. I'm taking my bus to Alaska. This is why I did this. Because I didn't want to stay in Wisconsin. I I wanted to travel. Alaska has literally been in my journal for summer 2024 for two years, three years. It's been in there for a while. Like, it's happening. You might not think it's a great idea, but you're not the one doing it. So I'm just going to need you to wish me well wishes, happy, positive thoughts, because what the mind believes does happen. Okay. I'm a firm believer of that. And I just don't need anybody putting that energy on me. So if you have naysayer thoughts about me going to Alaska, just keep it to yourself. I don't need to hear it. I don't because I believe that I will get there divinely guided and protected and it will be the biggest and best adventure up until this date. So that's what I'm going with. Now, what am I going to be doing in Alaska? And I want to tell you guys, when I recorded that 58-minute podcast that deleted itself and didn't record when I came back at the beginning of January, I was talking about Alaska 
And that was the last thing I was ending the podcast with. And the podcast deleted it. Like, it did not record. It got rid of all of that, which then led me to believe, okay, Katie, you're not supposed to talk about it yet. You don't talk about that, okay? The world doesn't need to know yet. You know, and that's all that matters. So I had my second interview. Obviously, everything went well. They offered me the job literally three days later. Yeah, three days later. And here we are. We're going to Alaska. They're excited. I'm excited. I am ready to go. Now, I absolutely have a deadline date for Alaska, right? Because I'm leaving May 1st. I'm giving myself 30 days to get there because I want to pace it slowly. I'm not trying to drive straight there in three, four, five days. No, no, no. We're pacing it out, right? So now I have this deadline. Sunday this past week, I was going to go meet my dad at the shop to work on the bus while I rolled my ankle. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, except for like, okay, I rolled my ankle. This is just going to delay me working on the bus. But like, you really have to work on the bus, Katie, because you're going to, you have to be gone by May 1st. So it's like this battle in my head, right? I rolled my ankle. I need to honor my body and where it's at. But you're also going to Alaska. But if I start moving around on my ankle before it is ready, I could cause more damage than just this minor damage that is done. So it was like a struggle in my head because I live with my parents, right? I live with my mom. She has opinions. You should be working on the bus. She says it all the time. I am fully aware of what needs to be done. I'm also operating under honoring my body, which some people do not understand. That's okay. I understand. So this week, what have I been doing? I've been honoring my body. Do I know my bus needs to be worked on? Absolutely. Am I thinking about it in my head? Yes. Am I allowing myself to be stressed out because of other people's ideas or opinions or thoughts on what I should be doing? I'm really trying not to. And as I was, you know, resting my ankle, I got really, really, really sad. I would say that the sadness set in on Monday... Tuesday, I was just sad, right? And sometimes you just don't understand. And I'm like, is this seasonal depression? Which hasn't really been a thing for me last year or the year before. I was just honoring the seasons, right? Like I broke my ankle. Okay, let me just honor the rest. Okay, this is just what needs to happen. Last year, this time, I went through a very significant separation with a very important person in my life. What did I do? I honored my feelings by living in the grief. And as I'm sitting there on Tuesday, sad, I'm still not understanding why I'm sad. Like, I'm trying to understand why I'm sad. I've got all these wonderful things happening. Yes, I sprained my ankle, and it's preventing me from working on the bus. Is that why I'm sad? Like, I'm letting those things infiltrate my brain. Yesterday was Wednesday, and my friend reached out, and she said, hey, I'm just checking on you, seeing how things are going. 
And I just like lost it. I started crying. I'm responding to her. And that's when it hits me. Katie, I know why you're sad. It has been a year. It's got to be right around a year that this relationship ended. So I bust out my journals. I pull them out and I start going through them. And last year on January 21st, I had a panic attack. Okay. So that was Sunday. Sunday was the 21st. I rolled my ankle on Saturday, the 20th. So the 21st, I had my panic attack last year. And it was like a life-changing panic attack, okay? Like the realizations that I gained from having that panic attack caused like just a continuous motion of change in my life, okay? It was the catalyst moment that changed 2023 and my life for me. That is when I realized that I have put a lot of other people in front of my wants, needs, and desires. That is when I realized that I had been breaking my own heart continuously for years, searching for love and acceptance from other people and wanting that so desperately that I was breaking my own heart to do it. And I had this panic attack on the side of the road because I was driving and all of a sudden the tunnel starts to go and I realized like, Katie, you got to pull over or else you're going to kill somebody because you're going to black out. <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. So I'm having this panic attack on the side of the road in Delavan. I'm on the phone with my twin flame and I'm just like bawling. And in my head, I'm thinking, I bet you people think I'm crazy right now. Like, I bet you there are people who have gone through situations like this where people have called the police saying that this person is crazy and they've probably gotten arrested and gone to the mental institution. The only reason why I think that is because I used to work with developmentally disabled adults and I could see how what I was doing and what I was going through could have been perceived like this. All of a sudden I'm walking and it, it hits me. Okay, I drop to my knees. I am sobbing and I am screaming that I have just been continuously breaking my own heart. So this is the catalyst, right? This is the catalyst for things that changed last year because on February 3rd last year is when I made the decision to sell my house, sell my belongings, and pursue my dream of traveling the world. Like that has been my dream for years and I've been putting it off and I made that decision on February 3rd. But the catalyst moment was that panic attack. Now, that happened on the 21st, okay? Then on the 27th of January, me and my business partner and my twin flame decided that we were going to take a break from our relationship, friendship, relationship. We were business partners and she was my twin flame, right? The other half of my soul. We decided that we were going to take a break from our friendship. And 
we decided ultimately on February, I think it was 6th, that we were no longer going to remain friends and that we had to grow apart so that we could come together in the future at whatever date that might be as healed human beings because we were projecting a lot of our own stuff onto each other. Mirrors, right? People are mirrors, mirrors for your trauma, mirrors for the things that are going on that you might not want to deal with. There's mirrors. So yesterday, as I'm sobbing and I'm looking through my journals, realizing that my body remembers, okay, my body remembers the grief and the heartbreak and all of the things that happened last year around this time that quite literally changed the trajectory of my future. And I was like, man, did I roll my ankle so that I could have this moment of reflection so that I could sit and honor my body and reflect on what has happened in this year since these catalyst moments happened? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, 100%. Because once I acknowledged to my friend that this is grief, like this is grief inside my body, I was able to cry. And the second I admitted it, I felt a little lighter. Now, don't get me wrong. Yesterday, all day long, I was in a state of grief. And I was just allowing myself to sit in it. Because if you allow it to come in and you welcome it in with open arms, it will pass through much quicker. Kind of like when you roll your ankle and you honor the rest, it has an opportunity to heal much quicker. Because I am no longer repressing things, right? I am no longer willing to just shove things in the box, shove it down, not deal with it, ignore it. We're not doing that. Okay. Katie does not do that. I don't repress. I don't keep things in. I express. So by allowing myself to honor all the things that are happening, we're getting better day by day, slowly, but surely it'll all be all right. So, and it was funny because I had to go pick some stuff up last night from my living full kombucha lady, which if you've watched my stories, you know, I'm obsessed with living full kombucha. And, uh, you know, I was grieving. I was crying on my way to go pick up the stuff. I just was leaning into it. And she was like, how are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm not good. She's like, you're not good. I said, no, I'm grieving. And then I started to cry and she just gave me a hug and she goes, you know, you're always so happy and so upbeat that I'm happy that you are like, leaning into it and you honor it and you recognize it. I said, well, the only way to work through it and to feel it, to heal it is to feel it. So I am a little sad today. I'm sorry that you get this version of me today, but this is real. Like I am in a state of grieving and I'm honoring it. And that's just how it's going to be. So I do not have any big bus updates except for that 
We got most of the straps in. We just have to do a second layer on most of the ceiling straps. And then I'm making the boxes for the windows. So it's like the window frame, right? Because when you're spraying spray foam, you have to have the things boxed out so that when you put the wall in, you still have the frame around the window or else the spray foam will go everywhere. So it needs something to keep itself in where it needs to stay in. So that's the next step. I'm going to work on that. I'm really hoping that my dad and my awesome, awesome old neighbor will put in my mini split because that just seems a little bit outside of my scope. Like I'm sure that I could observe and watch, but to know how to do it just right away, I'm sure I could figure it out. But my dad and Mr. Scalish, I'll call him Jim, um, have decided that they're Pinky's Pit Crew. So I'm going to let Pinky's Pit Crew handle those things and I'll work on window boxes. And it was funny because my wife, my friend of 27 years, she was like, um, are we going to work on the bus? I was like, yep, I really appreciate you like calling and asking me that because Sometimes I just get paralyzed in the fear because there is fear. I am going into the unknown. I do know that I have to get these things done, but I really appreciate it when my people, and when I say my people, my dad is obviously my people, but he's not like, he's not my friend of 27 years. He's my dad. So when I have my friends who are like, hey, can I come and help you on the bus? It really means a whole lot to me that like they're offering that help to me. Like it it just really means a lot because sometimes it's just nice to have your people because I love my dad, I sure do. And I love my old neighbor, I surely do. But it's just not the same as having like my wife of 27 years who just like is my perfect counterpart in working situations like this like her and I could be thrown into any job together and handle it like beasts because what I don't do well she does well and what she doesn't do well I do well and we just make a very good team like that so it really means a lot that she was like hey do you want to do this like taking the initiative asking me yes please thank you I really appreciate you she's the one who came in and did my estate sale because I was like stuck so I really appreciate her, honey. I love you. Thank you so much. So that's where we're at. Um, lots and lots of emotional processing the last few days. Lots and lots of things just happening. Lots of things happening. You guys, I'm going to Alaska. This is like a dream. Granted, the idea that I had for Alaska, but again, Whenever you have a plan, like, just don't even focus in on the details because your plan will come, right? It just might not be in the way you wanted it. I thought I was going to be exploring. That's not what's going to be happening. I'm going to be working. But, like, for a helicopter tour company? Are you kidding me? Oh, I probably didn't even tell you what I'm doing. You guys, I'm working for a helicopter tour company. We do helicopter tours on a glacier and then dog sleds. So... What is really awesome is they do tour like reciprocity with other tour companies in Juneau, Alaska. So 
on my days off, I can go do a whale watching tour for free. I can do a kayaking tour for free. Like that is awesome. Awesome. And I've also had several people ask me if I'm like, you know how to fly a a helicopter, Katie? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not going to be flying the helicopter. If I was a helicopter pilot, you guys, I would have been long gone from here a very long time ago. Promise. I do not know how to fly a helicopter, but what do I do know how to do? I know how to entertain people. And that is my job. I am the entertainer. I get you ready to go on the tour. I make sure that you have the correct boots on. I make sure that the helicopter is balanced weight-wise appropriately. I have serious responsibilities. I also am there to entertain guests. Um, If the tour is running late, they don't need to know that. I need to keep them entertained. And I'm just really excited because if there is one thing that I do well, it is chat with other people. Hospitality is something that I will always have in my back pocket. It brings me joy to create and provide an experience for somebody. So I'm really, really, really excited about the opportunity. Also, you guys, when I was doing my Zoom interview, the second interview, they were like, you have dogs? I was like, yeah, they're going to come to Alaska with me. They're like, can we see them? I was like, oh, sure. My dog is right outside that door, I promise. So I opened the door and here comes Lucky walking right in. And they go, oh my God, he would make the best office dog. And I was like, he really would make the best office dog. Is that an option? Like my dogs to be office dogs? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a bonus. That is a bonus. Any place that will welcome your dog, not just me, but my dog. And then Lucy came up and they were like, oh my God, she's so cute. I was like, yeah, I got two office dogs. And I'm just like, you know what? Everything is just going to be okay. Everything is going to be so okay. I feel so positive. The signs that come in, the Alaska socks, a few of like the songs that I've been hearing that have just been like hitting me in my soul, which make me cry because it's like I'm on the right path. And you know what? The bus will get done. And if it is one thing that I do know is that I work great under pressure for a deadline. And if I really have the help of my wife, oh, it's getting done, baby. It's getting done. So as soon as this ankle is better, I'm going to get cracking. I'm really hoping that I can go and work on some of the boxes this weekend because in all reality, I could probably sit at the bench and assemble boxes. Boxes are not difficult to assemble. Um, but also while still honoring my ankle and not listening to the outside chatter of you should really be working on your bus. I'm fully aware. I understand. I don't need to hear any outside chatter. I just really don't. I just need to honor where I'm at. I know it has to be done and it will get done. So those are my updates. I cannot think of anything else significant that has happened outside of spraining my ankle, dealing with grief, and Alaska. Alaska is the most exciting, you guys. I seriously cannot even handle it. I will be there from June through August, 
So if anybody wants to come visit me, it's a possibility. It's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. I appreciate your support and your investment into my journey. It really does bring my heart joy. And I'm really sorry, but I was really in a sad little hole that I could not have recorded this podcast any sooner than when I did. So I appreciate you all for hanging with me. I appreciate you flowing with me. I live in the flow. We are not being rigid. And we are just honoring what comes and what goes without too much attachment. So yes, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you later. Thank you. Bye.